Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to the Daily Ding. This is going to be a little different episode of the Ding. Usually we kind of jump around, some different things happen around the league. But there's one thing we care about right now, and that is Gerson Rosas being relieved of his duties in Minnesota, running that franchise. This happens a week, less than a week before training camp starts. I'm here with Mo DeKeel. I'm Jared Weiss. And Mo, I, I don't even remember how to open the show because my head is still spinning from this move. I mean, first off, the NBA is fantastic. We start the week with the Ben Simmons retelling of the Ben Simmons holdout and that kind of blowing <laughs> up. Well, I mean, because we knew. We knew. Yeah, it's been reported uh, like 10 co- times. Yeah. I, we podcasted on it about Nerder a few weeks ago. So obviously it wasn't anything shocking. But that. And then thinking, okay, that's going to be the big news for the week, this whole Ben Simmons thing. And now Minnesota goes like, no, no, we, we, we have some news. We want to make a change. And it was such a drastic change that Gerson Rosas not only was like, oh, he literally was holding meetings. Like, do you think it went down, Jared? Like he was in a meeting and they're like, hey, Gerson, when, when you're done, Alex and, it, it would like to talk to you for a second. And then it's like you're fired. Like, I mean, that's how abrupt it felt. So according to Ramona Shelburne and Zach Lowe, he was in the gym this morning when they were doing you know workouts and stuff. Like you're saying, holding meetings. Uh I don't feel like you would let your GM do that the day you decide to let him go if you knew. I, I can't imagine they just figured it out right after lunch, right? It's just like the timing of this just doesn't make any sense. Maybe they just really wanted to keep it under wraps. But don't forget, new ownership group here. I mean, right now, Glenn Taylor is still running the team. But Alex Rodriguez, a baseball legend, and uh, Mark Lohr, right? Did I get that right? Uh, there's been too many new names uh, this summer to keep up with everything. But so they're they're taking over the franchise. They purchased the franchise. They're taking over over the next year or so. And so they're the ones probably calling the shots on this one, most likely. And they want to get Ben Simmons and they haven't gotten Ben Simmons yet. So I assume this probably has to do with that. Yeah. And, and there's an important wrinkle here with Sanjan Gupta getting moved up. You know, he worked with Daryl Morey in Houston for a long, long time. Then went to Philadelphia and was there under Sam Hinkie before before becoming the assistant general manager of the Detroit Pistons, before eventually ending up with the Minnesota Timberwolves. This has to be tied into the Ben Simmons move. Like, there's no other way. The Wolves have been in one of those teams linked to them, to, to, to Ben Simmons in the sense of they are really interested and eager to try to make that trade happen. And... I feel like this is just the only reason I could think of, Jared. Like, I'm very perplexed by it, but this is the only reason why I think you make that move when you've only given your GM two years to make something happen. Yeah, and don't forget, Rosas was the uh, was the number two under uh, Morey all those years in Houston. So it's like it's not like it's not like they're trying to get somebody who knows Daryl Morey or anything. Right. Like they, they have that guy already. Um, 
so that that's the part that's weird. But I mean, Gupta is someone who's been really known as a, as a you know, analytics expert and pioneer in the industry for a while. Uh, he uh, created the ESPN trade machine, so everybody has used his work at some point. If you're listening to this pod, you've probably done a fake trade that you're like, why won't this go through? So the question is, how do they make this trade go through? And they obviously aren't going to give up Anthony Edwards or Carl Anthony Towns. I assume a package around D'Angelo Russell and a lot of draft picks probably isn't that viable. They didn't have their draft pick to be able to trade because of the whole Golden State Warriors thing before the draft, so they couldn't get it done then. How do you envision Minnesota and and Gupta or whoever ends up replacing him if he does get replaced because he's the interim GM right now? How do you see them actually getting a deal done with Philadelphia? Yeah, I think it's going to start with how interested is Philadelphia in D'Angelo Russell? Now, we've seen some reports, too, where Minnesota may not be willing to include D'Angelo Russell in a oh, trade for Simmons. On. Right. Like, there's no Ridiculous. way that's happening. Like, come on, guys. Like, what are we doing here? Um, and, that seems and so, sort of like a cat thing than an actual roster thing. Because, you know, they brought in D'Lo because he's tight with Cat. And, like, but, like, Cat has to recognize if you want to get better, you might have to go, you might have to let your friend leave. But isn't Cat tight with Simmons, too? Like, so there's, there's going to be some of that. But I think there's. The only way that happens is if D'Angelo Russell's involved in the in the conversation. But I don't know, Jared, if the Sixers are all that interested in D'Angelo Russell. I'm not a huge D'Angelo Russell fan. I don't know if he's a guy that's going to be a, a starting point guard on a championship squad. I don't know if he's that guy. I don't, I don't feel like he is. And so it becomes a very interesting situation. So maybe it is, hey, we got to pull in a third team. We got to sweeten the pot here a little bit. And we got to make it worth the Sixers' while to trade Ben Simmons to us and I think that's kind of going to be the thing you're going to need a lot more creativity I think if a trade happens between those teams I think at the minimum it's going to be a three-team trade if not more this episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra the official beer sponsor of the NBA want to get closer to the game than ever before Michelob Ultra courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear courtside seats to an NBA game and more Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Yeah, because what Minnesota has to offer, if they can just throw all their future picks in there, that doesn't do anything for Philadelphia, who's trying to win a championship right now. So it's got to be another team sending in that talent. And I guess, you know, D'Lo at his best is a nice fit next to Joel Embiid. I mean, to have a, a, a dangerous pull-up uh, deep scorer who can run pick and roll with Embiid, that seems like the kind of guy you wish that they could get in there. And that's why we wanted to, I'm sure a lot of us were really excited at the prospect of Kyle Lowry going there, potentially at the deadline last year, because he would be such an amazing fit next to Embiid in Philadelphia we could finally see them realize their potential but I just I don't really see I, I just don't see that happening I feel like it's it's got to be D'Lo to another team and then some other player coming into Philadelphia and I don't know if there's any team that's willing to give up a Ben Simmons worth player that would be happy taking a package around D'Lo and draft picks yeah I think it's just you know I I've said this before about the Sixers and I, I know we're going to talk mostly Wolves but the Sixers, I think, are just going to try to wait this thing out and, and and see what comes up in the future. Because right now, none of these things are appetizing for them, I, I believe, in my opinion. For the Wolves, though, this is – I want to kind of get back to this move, though, of, of changing your front office six days before training camp begins. Two weeks after he's made a trade for Patrick Beverly and made a bunch of other, you know, relatively smaller moves with signings, bringing guys back to the 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 roster like Vanderbilt and so on. But, traded you know, Wancho away, the legend. Tra- traded Wancho away, uh, a 
You would love Wancho. Of course you would call him a legend, Jared. That, <laughs> that, is, that dude is so right up your alley. It, it all made sense right there. Um, and then having an introductory press conference for Patrick Beverly just like a week ago, you know, and then now you're firing him. It, it It's a little bit short-sighted, I think. There has to be some deeper meaning behind it because two years is not a lot of time for a, a front office executive to undo all the mistakes that have encumbered the Minnesota Timberwolves for so many years, right? Like when you just kind of look at all those things, he wasn't the one that gave Andrew Wiggins that massive contract and all along a handshake that said, just promise me you'll work hard. You know, like it's, 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 I think it's a little bit unfair for Rosas to kind of get the blame unless we're going to find out some more stuff later. Um, you know, he's just beginning to put the team together, you know, making the selection for Anthony Edwards, who looks like a going to be a hell of a player, you know, picking up Chris Finch, you know, in, you know, letting go Ryan Sanders and picking up Chris uh, Saunders, excuse me, and then signing, uh, Chris Finch, you know, as, as controversial as it was with such a short process, like that was a big move. You saw a bounce in the wolves They They had improved. They were making improvements and getting better. It's, it's surprising to me. And I just think, again, the timing of this whole thing, none of it makes sense to me. I mean, the fact that cat tweeted out WTF is really all you need to know about how the situation's being perceived. And I think obviously we don't know the full story behind why it happened. We're recording this pod just after the news broke, so maybe there's some sort of huge developments going to come. But I just, I don't see how you fire a GM over a trade negotiation unless there was like some act of defiance where he didn't follow ownership orders or something like that. But like, just because you want the trade negotiation to go differently, uh, Simmons, while Simmons is a huge opportunity for them. And I think he's the perfect, like that's a perfect landing spot for him um, between the personnel that they have there and just where he is in his career. I think that's perfect, but he's not going to be the only great talent that's going to be possibly available to them uh, for them to trade. So, trying to make this move just over the Simmons deal just wouldn't make sense. It's like there isn't really an angle to this that really makes sense just because of the timing, just the timing in the day when this happened and the way that it sounds like Towns found out uh, when we all did, which is kind of insane. Well, that's the other risk you're running here. Carl Anthony Towns is your star, right? Like there's no question about it. He is your number one guy. This is the guy you want to build the team around. And you just blindsided him with this move. You know, the fact he tweeted out WTF kind of shocked with all of this. Like, there's a whole weird scenario with that. And, you know, I'm not saying Cat should have full say in who gets hired and fired and whatnot. But I don't know. Uh, hey, star heads of the up. Team. Just, just, no, but he, okay, but, you know, he has, they haven't been very good. So maybe he doesn't earn that. But maybe just a heads up. He's definitely earned the, uh, hey, we're probably going to do this. You know, and and I think that's something along those lines. Like it, it, it matters. And I think you know they got to be careful here. If the Ben Simmons trade doesn't happen, or, or it does happen, and they don't get him, they are now putting themselves in a position where they've kind of alienated their own star by doing this. And I think it's a weird situation to put Cat into. And I think it'll be an interesting. Just I'm gonna be fascinated, Jared, to just sit back, gonna put my feet up. And just continue to scroll the timeline, waiting for the next bomb to drop. Because in the NBA, it literally happens as soon as somebody finished recording something. Watch, watch the Simmons trade happen as soon as we're done here, and it's just like I've, it's just D'Lo and Jared Vanderbilt. That's it. 
No, not no, no, no. Jared Vanderbilt and 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 Beasley. That was it. Oh, there we go. Like, <laughs> Forgot um, to get Malik Beasley. Yeah, um, I just I, the, the timing of this couldn't be. We've seen stuff like this before, but it, this is just the timing of this is so awkward and so perfectly Minnesota Timberwolves, right? Like the way yeah. they do things. So it's it's you know, uh, I, I'm really just caught off guard by the whole thing. Like I flabbergasted by it and we're just going to see how it impacts things how it impacts moves that they were planning you know and, and you know if Gupta becomes the head guy that's one thing because then he can probably he he had a hand somewhat in Rosas's vision you know and had some influence there so there's going to be probably some synergy there but if they bring in somebody new it's it's now things are changing now what are you going to do with Chris Finch as your coach you know that puts him in a, a different situation you just traded for Patrick Beverly Beverly's probably looking around going like what the hell is going on here you know there's there's a whole awkwardness about this move that's going to just be very it's going to be very fascinating now to watch and it's never a dull moment in the NBA I love this league yeah, there's a few constants in life there's death there's taxes and there's the wolves being the wolves so it's going to do it for us here. For Mo DeKeel, I'm Jared Weiss. Make sure you are subscribed to The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash ding. Make sure you're subscribed to The Athletic NBA Show podcast, wherever you do it, podcast app on Apple, uh, Spotify, Stitcher is a thing still, right? Whatever it is you use, make sure you're subscribed there. Mo, take us out of here. Ding, ding. I really wanted to howl. I wanted to go, ho, ho, ho. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.